0: It is our back-to-school service. So we've done this every year on Labor Day weekend, right before. I thought it was kind of a Minnesota thing where all the schools had to wait until after Labor Day, which is the way God intended to go back to school. But then there's been a few schools already back, so we might be a little late for um, some of you. But it's back-to-school Sunday. I have a message that is geared towards students. Uh, If you're a teacher here, we want to uh, bless you and thank you for all that you are doing Um, At the end of the service, what we're going to do is we're going to have a chance for all the kids going to school, so that would be elementary through college. We we have like, I think this is the first year we've had like a bunch of our kids that have been a part of the church for a few years go off to college, so a few mixed emotions amongst parents, maybe not mixed, maybe just all sad about, you know, kids going off to college. Um, But we're going to have a time where we're going to invite all the students uh, elementary through college to come up and parents and friends and loved ones to come and we're just going to lay hands on them at the end of the service and pray for them. Pray for a blessed school year. Pray that God would be with them. Um, We are going to, the message today is going to be found in Joshua chapter 1. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read a few verses. Um, And uh, I thought we could do it, since it's back to school Sunday, and since all the students are geared up and ready to read, I thought we could have some students come up and read the verses today. And I, if I was more on the ball before the service today, I would have grabbed a few students to say, hey, do you want to read and give them a, give them a chance to look it over? But I'm wondering if we have three students who would be willing to come up and read something like this. Okay, now, I would love it. Here would be my favorite. If we had someone in middle school. Now, I know middle school is like, I ain't getting up there and reading. So if you don't want to, I totally get that. Someone in high school and maybe a college student. Now, if no volunteers come, I'm going to start picking volunteers. And my kids right now are thinking, great, I know where that's going. No, I, I can read it too. But do we got any students who would come up? I need three students come up and read. I see that hand. Ow! Eli, now, was that a real hand? I saw your mom holding your hand up for you. That's okay, come on up. I'll help you. I'll help you. And do we need one more? Eli, yes. Hmm? I see that hand, Ryan, come on up. Yes. All right, so here's the deal. Some of these verses have some words, like of places or names, and you might look at them and be like, I don't know what that says. Just make it up, because that's what I do. All right? So, because nobody knows how to properly say, you know, some of these names. Um, All right, so that one's for you. You're going to kick us off, and I'll help you, all right? And I'll give you the microphone, and we're going to read it. All right. Ryan? There you go. Now we're gonna need you up on this one, up, up on this step. I'll get this table out of the way. Andrea, I have. You're uh, you're the anchor. You're bringing us home. All right. So I'm gonna hold the mic, and I will help you if there's any words. And don't worry, we got this. Okay. Oh wait, sorry. We got the words on the screen too. And if you wanna follow along, this is Joshua chapter one, starting in verse one. Can we throw those up, Charlie? There we go. All right, and away we go.
1: After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, "Moses, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates. All the Hittite country is to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one was able to stand against you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. So I will be strong with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Nicely done. (laughs)
0: Oh, you got yours. All right, here we go. Do you want to hold that? Yeah.
1: Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go to the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan. Here you go in and take possession of the land. The Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of you to follow your Israelites. You You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, and he has done as he has done for you and until they too have taken possession of the land the lord your god is giving them after that you may go back and occupy your own land which moses the servant of the lord gave you east of the jordan toward the sunrise thank you
0: thanks everyone that was great i can tell you're all ready for school this is the story of the Israelites as they are getting ready to enter the promised land. They are embarking on a new journey. I thought it would be a great story to tell as we introduce this sermon for Back to School. By no means, if you're thinking, are you saying that my school is the promised land? By no means. You know, my, my middle school was definitely not the promised land. Colonel Irvin Jr. High in Calgary, Alberta. No one has ever thought it was mistaken it for the promised land. Um, this is a this is the story of the Israelites. They had been delivered out of Egypt as God's people, you know, Moses and the Red Sea. They were following Moses through the book of Exodus. All the while, God was saying, there's going to come a time where you're going to enter the promised land, this land that I have for you. You will be a nation with your own land. You will be a nation having me, the Lord, as your king. This is, I will establish you as a great nation, as my people. This is what was happening. So at the book of Joshua, the very beginning of that, the Lord comes and says to Joshua, Moses, who the people have been following, is now dead. And now I'm going to use you to lead the people into the promised land. Because of Israel's sin, there was a whole generation that wandered through the wilderness for 40 years before they went into the promised land. Because of their doubt, because of their sin. And so God said, I'm going to let this generation pass. And there's a new generation that's going to come. And we're going to lead them into the promised land. So we read those verses. This is God talking to Joshua saying, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen, and I need you to be strong and courageous because I'm with you. You're going to go into the promised land. You're going to cross the Jordan River, and the the promised land wasn't, like, move in ready for the Israelites. It wasn't this land just, you know, vacant, ready for people to settle. There were already people living there. There were already nations there that the Israelites would have to defeat. This was not going to be an easy journey for them, and that's why the Lord is saying to them, it's going to be tough. There's going to be some difficult times, but be strong, be courageous because I'm with you as you go into this next journey, as you go into this next season. So we read those verses and today as uh, this message is for the students going back to school, we're going to pray a blessing over them, but hopefully this message applies to all of us because as followers of Christ, these truths that we can find in this passage of scripture apply to us. Today, So I'd love it if you would uh, you know, get these three prayers, and if you're a student, and if you're not a student, know that we are praying this over all of us as followers of God, these three things. So the first one is this, and there's points that'll be up on the screen. First one is this. Here's what I'm praying for our students today, elementary through college student, and here's what I'm praying over all of us today, that you would take courageous steps, that you take courageous steps of faith. There is something that happens, and I've experienced this, we've experienced this in our family, And hopefully you've experienced this too. There's something that happens when you take a courageous step of faith where you need God to show up where you need God to be God, there's something happens to you when you say, I'm gonna step out here and maybe you've experienced this financially or maybe it's a career change or maybe relocating. We've got friends that have felt a call to go on the mission field and say, okay, God, this has, you have to be in this because this isn't gonna work otherwise. When we planted this church, this was a step of faith for Christy and I and the people who are the team around us to say, God, we know that you're in this. This is a courageous step of faith. We, we know that you are gonna show up. And when you see God show up, it encourages you, doesn't it? It encourages those around you. you. You say, I took this step of faith, I took a courageous step, I was brave, I was bold, and then God came through. When you see God move, it does something to your faith, right, it does something to your heart. Now these people had been, the Israelites had been in the wilderness for 40 years, and this again was a new generation. So this, all these people that were about to go into the promised land, they weren't with Moses when they crossed the Red Sea. They weren't in Egypt when they saw God deliver them out of the hands of Egyptians and Pharaoh in all the plagues and all the miraculous things that God did. This is a whole new generation that had yet to see God do a lot of these things. So this was a first step for a lot of them saying, okay, God, we're going to see if you're in this. We're going to see what you're up to. We're going to trust you. Even though there was some uncertainty, there was trust in the Lord. And God's call to Joshua and to all the Israelites was... Be courageous. Be strong. Be brave. Take courageous steps. And why did he say that? Why did God say that? Where was their strength going to be? God didn't say to them, be courageous, be strong, because I know you've got this. You've got strong, mighty warriors, or you've got a great plan. No, why was God saying, be strong and courageous? Because I will be with you, is what God was saying. I'll be with you. I'll be with you every step. Don't be fearful. Don't be dismayed. Don't be worried because everywhere you go, I will be with you. And that's all we need as followers of Jesus, right? That's all we need is knowing no matter what we do, I know God, you're with me. Sometimes in the midst of the biggest uncertainty, the biggest faith builder we have or the encouragement that we have is it's difficult now, but I know that God's with me. I know that he is here in the midst of this. So this was his, uh, God's, challenge to the israelites. And this is my first prayer for all the students going back to school. Be strong and courageous. Take courageous steps. But for all of us, I want us to do that. Those steps of faith. Think of it like you're exercising your faith muscle. Take, you know, take your faith and work it out a little bit. Stretch it a little bit. Take a step where you see God has to come through because that's what's going to strengthen your faith. That's what's going to build your faith when you step outside of your normal comfort zone and you see God respond, when you take a step of faith, needing God to provide a miracle, and he does, man, those are times when our faith grows, our faith is strengthened. So I pray that over all of you students. I pray that this year at school, there would be a moment where you need to take a step of faith, or there's something brave or courageous you need to do. Or there's a situation where you might be fearful or anxious and you say, you know what, I know that God is with me, so I'm going to step into this with boldness and with courage. Students, are you hearing me? Because then when you know that God is with you and you see that he was with you through that, your faith is going to be stronger. So whether it's going into middle school and maybe you're a Maybe you're a sixth grader going into middle school and you're in a new school. You were in fifth grade last year where you were like the, the king of the world, you know, bossing all the little kids around. Now you're the young one in the middle school. I remember that first day in middle school. We were there with Betty um, last week. You know, we've been in Farmington Public Schools for 13 years now. You'd think that in our family we'd have the back to school routine down by now, but we always mess it up. So Betty and I were working our way through middle school, and she's in the eighth grade now, and she got her locker open on the first try, which, if you're, you know, that's, you know, exactly. (laughs) You know, it's going to be a good year when that happened. But we're walking around, Betty's pretty confident you know, as a person, but then as an eighth grader, you know, she's, she's been around the school. She's used to Bachman Middle School, but we would see some sixth graders, and I remember this feeling. You Remember that feeling first day in middle school? You're just like, these these kids look so big. (laughs) I have a lot, what do you mean a locker with a combination, and you can't, you just saw these kids, and you're like, man, they look so small, and they're walking around, you know, um, Maybe that's you today. Maybe you are moving away. Maybe you have a kid that has moved away to college, and you're like, oh, man, that's a whole big world. We're experiencing that as well in the Kerr family. Um, but students, middle school, high school, college, God is going with you into that school. And you hear me, students? God is going with you into that school, into every situation. God is there when you're trying to open your locker, and you know God is with you. When you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling overwhelmed, there's going to be parts of the school year where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get all this stuff done. I don't know how I'm going to do all these things. You're feeling overwhelmed and anxious. God is with you in those. God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Even when you mess up or you fail at something, be strong and courageous. Take courageous steps of faith because God is with you. And I, one other thing on this first point that I want to mention. Notice that God doesn't say to the Israelites. Sit back and relax, and I'm going to take care of all of this for you. Just be here. I'll let you know when I've wiped everybody out, and you can just move in and settle. It'll be super easy, okay? There's going to be hard work. Students, you need to work hard. You need to study and do your homework. (laughs) You know, this is going to be time where you have to work hard. God being with you is not the safety net of you don't have to do anything. God being with you is the safety net that you can walk forward and work hard in courageous boldness, knowing that God is with you every step. So work hard, be courageous, take those steps of faith this year. I would love it if at the end of the school year you could all have a testimony where you said, I was brave in this, or I was uncertain about this, but I took a step of faith and look at what God did. I would love to have those testimonies at the end of the school year. So that's the first one. Take courageous steps. Here's the second step, or the second prayer I'm praying for you. It's this, that you would care for your soul. Can we put that one there? Care for your soul. The first one is take courageous steps. And the second prayer I'm praying over our students today is that you would care for your soul. What is your soul? Your soul is kind of who you are on the inside. Your inner life. Your soul is the part of you that recognizes that you're more than just cells and biology. Your soul is the part of you that recognizes you're connected to God and you're under his care. So as, you read through, as we read through those verses in Joshua, God's command to the Israelites was be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I'm going to go with you. And then what did he command them? You see it in verse 7 and 8. He said these things, be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. You know, this was the scriptures that we have in the start of the Old Testament. The law was everything to them. This is how, in the Old Testament, they stayed close to God, was by following these the, the law, following these standards that God had given them. So if God is saying, be careful to obey the law. Don't turn from the right or the left. What God is saying is, this relationship with me as your God is the most important thing. Don't veer from that. As you go from wandering in the wilderness, where I was providing for you every day, to a new promised land where there's going to be a Land flowing with milk and honey and all the good things, all the things that they had been waiting for. Don't forget, what God is saying is don't forget that it's about your relationship with me. Don't veer to the side. Don't start putting aside the standards of God or your relationship with God. Care for your soul, care for the relationship that you have with God. Stay close to God. In fact, the reason that God could tell them to be strong and courageous was because they were close to him. The reason he said, you can be strong and courageous because you're going to be close to me. Stay close to me and you've got nothing to worry about. So students, you're going to encounter all sorts of things this year. Make sure you care for your soul. Make sure you care for your relationship with God. Stay close to God. Keep that thing solid. Students, okay, keep that solid, especially college students as you're moving away and you're encountering a whole new world. You've, got, you've been kind of in the Farmington bubble for a while and now you're in, you know, the views of all these other people. Keep that relationship with God solid. Care for your soul. There's going to be all sorts of ways that you're going to grow this year as students from elementary on up to college. All the things you're going to learn, make sure you care for your soul. I would pray that you would be mindful of your inner life, what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your soul, not just your outer life. Um, if, you go to, if you go to school, I'm sure you're going to encounter, and maybe you are one of these people that you're going to make sure you're looking good every day and all dolled up and ready for school. Um, Betty got dressed up for her first day or her orientation because that was picture day, and she said to me, I said, Betty, you look very nice today. And she said, well, yeah, it's picture day, but the rest of the year it's going to be sweatpants and a T-shirt, so don't get used to this. (laughs) I said, there you go, that's my girl. (laughs) You probably have some friends, or you're going to walk around middle school or high school, and you're going to know the people who are like, ooh, they're, they're very concerned about looking good on the outside. I'm not making any judgments about the inside, but you know the people who are working hard to look good on the outside. I was not one of them in high school for sure. A lot of people are going to be caring about the outer life, what's going on on the outside, how they're viewed by others, how they're viewed by their friends, if they're popular, if they're successful, how they're viewed on social media, the number of likes and follows they have on Instagram. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to the outer life, what's on the outside. I want you to be focused on the inner life as well. Make sure that your heart is right with God. Make sure that relationship and your faith in God is strong. Take care of your soul. Um, It's okay to care for the outer life a little bit. Middle schoolers, especially the middle school boys, you can take showers. That's fine. You know, you can change your t-shirt once in a while. That's fine. Um, there's a thing called nose blindness, where you can't smell yourself because you've gotten used to it, but maybe your mom or dad can smell you, and they might say, it's time for a shower. Trust your parents with that. Care for your outer life enough to take a shower and change your underwear once in a while. Um, if, you're, if you're a boy that's getting the point where you got a few whiskers growing here, and you're thinking, I got a sweet beard going on. You don't have a sweet beard going on. You gotta shave that stuff off. Shave off those whiskers. You're, nobody's ready for that yet. <laughs> But your heart with God, your relationship with God is the most important thing. Care for your inner life. Jesus in the New Testament was teaching his disciples in the book of Mark, and he said this. He said, what does it matter for you if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? And a lot of times I would hear that verse and I would think, well, that means, what does it matter if you chase pleasure your whole life, but when you die, you end up in the bad spot of eternity? You don't get to heaven. But I don't think that's what Jesus was t- talking about. Jesus isn't talking about a destination after you die. What Jesus is saying is, what about, why, why would it matter if you're chasing after all these things, but you forget about your soul? You forget about that relationship with God. In fact, what Jesus is saying is the only way to experience true joy and true abundant life is to have your soul connected to God. So don't be worried about achieving all the things, but neglect your soul. And how do you do this? I just want to encourage you. Just spend time praying. You're you're going to have a busy schedule. There's going to be lots going on, lots of activities, lots of things your friends are doing, lots of homework to do. But take time to pray. Take time to read your Bible. Maybe it's invite a friend to church. Care for your soul by inviting someone else. Maybe it's time to uh, be praying for someone. Find someone in your school that's having a hard time and you can just pray for them. But care for your inner life. Keep that relationship with God. Read your Bible. Pray. Stay connected to church. Stay connected to the youth group. This is all ways that you keep that soul relationship with God healthy. And we want you to do that. Care for your soul. So the first one is take courageous steps. The second one was care for your soul. And the third prayer that I'm praying that all of you students would have this year is this. That you would pour yourself out for others. Pour yourself out for others. We see this in the story of Joshua and the Israelites. God is coming to them and saying, be strong and courageous. Take courageous steps. He's saying, don't forget about your relationship with me. Care for your soul. And then what does he say later on? It was an interesting part of the story that I'd never really noticed before. But in verses 12 through 15, what Andrea was reading, he's talking to some of the tribes, to the tribes of the Reubenites and the Gadites and the tribe of Manasseh. Israelite was tw- Israel was 12 different tribes. So all of these tribes, once they got into the promised land, were going to settle in different locations. And he's talking to specifically the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the tribe of Manasseh. And he's saying, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get into the promised land. And what I promised you before was that you would be the first three tribes to settle. The first land that's conquered is going to be yours. So, they're going to get in, and the whole nation of Israel is going to fight, and they're going to conquer these first three lands. And the tribe of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, it's probably going to be easy to think, well, sweet, we got our home settled. We'll see you guys later, right? Good luck with the rest of the journey. And God goes to them and says, that's not going to be the way it works. You have to keep fighting. Even though your land has been settled, we're going to keep settling the other lands for the benefit of all the other tribes. It's not just about your tribe. You have to keep fighting, send your warriors out there, because as as other land is settled, other tribes are going to be settled. And once everyone is there, once every tribe has found their home, once every land has been settled, then you can go back and enjoy your land. Pour yourself out for others. Help others. This is what God is telling the Israelites. This is what God is telling us. Students, as you go into school this year, pour yourself out for other people. Pour yourself out for others. Don't be just about you. Pour yourself out for others. There is a world of people that could use some help. There's a world of people that could use some help. And it might just be finding a kid that is lost and helping them find a class. Finding one of those scared sixth graders and saying, I'll be your buddy. I know my way around this place. How can I help you? It might be as simple as that. The point is you have ways that you can help other people. You have ways that you can help other people, and that's going to involve all the other points too, to be strong and courageous. Sometimes you're going to need to be courageous to talk to other people or to help other people. And it's also going to be the way that you can care for your soul by pouring yourself out for other people. So here's the deal. Whether it's elementary school, middle school, high school, or college, we have a lot of other students that are walking around in darkness in those schools. There's a lot of students walking around in darkness. There's a lot of schools that have come through summer who are glad to go back to school because they at least know they've got one good meal coming, or their home life is such a disaster, they'll take any opportunity to get out of the house and get to school where they feel safe, at least for the day. There is a lot of schools whose home life is a mess. Their parents are always fighting, or there is other, uh, other stuff going on. That's what's going on in our schools. And here's the deal. When you are a Christian, what does the Bible say? Is that you have the light of Jesus. In you, and you bring that light to other people wherever you go. So you're walking into your schools, whatever school it is, as the light of Jesus in the midst of that darkness. So you can help. You can help. You can be a smiling face. You can be a kind word. You can be a helper to someone who needs help. You can be a voice of truth to someone who's walking through utter darkness. And that might be your step of faith this year. Ask God to show you someone who you can help, someone you can reach out to. And maybe, maybe just maybe, there's going to be a story where you share your faith with someone, where you talk about Jesus to someone, and they start coming to church. And then their family starts coming to church. We have families here who started coming to church because their son or daughter got invited to the youth group. Maybe that's something that you can pray to God this year. God, I want to have one person at least that I invite to church or that I share my faith with. This is for the students and this is for everyone here. There is no, um, as your pastor, this is what I pray over you because there's no greater privilege than to be a part of someone's faith story, right? It's not about us. It's not about making a name for ourselves. But I promise you, when you have someone come to faith and they're sharing their story and they're saying, yeah, I was... I was a scared middle schooler, or I was in high school, I was wandering the wrong way, or maybe it's not even a student. Maybe I was home and my life was falling apart, and then your name, and then they invited me to church, or I met you, and you invited me to church, and everything's different, right? There's no greater privilege than having your name be mentioned in somebody's faith story. Students, that could be you this year. That could be you where you say, I met this person, I invited them to church, and look at what God did. Look at what God did in them. That family that was falling apart, look at what God did in that family. Be mindful. Pour yourself out for other people. You are there as a light, as you be bold and brave, as you work hard, as you care about your relationship with God. Don't forget that you can share the love of Jesus with other people. And what if all the Christian kids, what if even just all the homestead kids in our Farmington schools did that, where there's these little lights walking around, these little, like, you know, vehicles of God's love just spreading all over. I just think that the potential there is amazing. And God's going to use you students to do that. Not to just be simply concerned with your territory, as God was telling me, Israelites. Don't just be worried about your world. Be thinking about the other people that need someone to come alongside them, help them, and share the love of Jesus with them. So those are my three prayers for the students. We've got the elementary. We've got the big top kids lining up outside. They're going to come in here. So come on in, students. As you, as you come on in, Can we welcome them? We're gonna come up right to the front. These are our big top kids. These are all our elementary age students. It's like a parade. So we're gonna spread all the way across the front. Go all the way across and we're gonna spread all the way across the front. Man, look at all these kids. This is awesome. All right, do we got any other middle school or any elementary, middle school, or high school or college students? Could you stand now? We're going to have you come on up front. Okay, let's spread across the front, everybody. We're going to spread. Look at all these kids. This is awesome. Okay, we can fill in all the spots. Okay, students, if you just got in here, look at me just for a second, okay? Here's what we were praying. Here's what we're believing, that you're going to be bold and brave and courageous this year and that you're going to care about your relationship with God. You're going to keep your faith strong and that you're going to look for ways to help other people, to be a blessing to others, to help someone who might be scared or might need some help or might need a friend. So that's what I'm going to pray for all of you. If we could have parents, you know what, adults, let's stand. Let's come on. If you have a kid up here, let's just have people come up and lay hands on these kids. Come on forward. We're going to pray for these kids as we wrap up today. Let's make sure every student's got somebody praying for them. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God of love and that those words in the book of Joshua ring true for us, that you are calling all of us to be strong and courageous, to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried, because everywhere we go, we know that you are with us. So I'm praying over every student, from the youngest to the oldest, kindergarten through college, I'm praying, first of all, Lord, that you would be giving them a bold heart of faith, that they would be bold, that they would be courageous because you are with them, that they would sense your presence with them as they walk into the school. Maybe it's a new school. Maybe some of the students here are feeling nervous. I pray that they would know that you are with them, that your hand is upon them, that they go. Bef- that you go before them, and that there's nowhere that they're gonna go that you aren't there with them. And so I pray against any fear, anxiety, Um, I'm praying that there would be a a presence of your boldness and courage in every student, that they would just walk in victory knowing that they are children of God and that you are with them. So I'm praying against any anxiety. I'm just praying that that would be gone from all these students. In Jesus' name, I'm praying that they would be close to you. I'm praying that they would have a heart that follows you in the midst of all the other voices that they're going to experience, that they would always have a heart for you, for your word, for your truth, and that they would know that their relationship with you is the most important thing. So in the midst of all the hard work that they do, in the midst of all the new friends and all the new activities, that there would be a heart that follows you, that is in tune to your voice, that they'd be able to hear your voice, and that they'd have a strong relationship with you. And finally, Lord, I'm praying that you would anoint all of these students to be a blessing wherever they go. They carry the light of Jesus with them, and so I am praying that they would have encounters with people, that they would be a kind word, a smiling face, that they would be a light, that they would bring the love of Jesus wherever they go. And God, maybe there is a person in the school that they're going to meet, these students are going to meet, and they're going to share their faith with them. They're going to talk about you with them, and that person's life is going to be changed. And we believe it, Lord. We believe it. So I'm praying that you would use these students, that they would walk in victory, that they would walk in a close relationship with you, and that they would walk as the light and the love of Jesus Christ. I pray a blessing over all of these students in Jesus' name. Amen.